Oh my god, hi! Hi! What are we doing today? Um, shutting down the government. Yeah! Technically, that's not us, it's the Republicans! <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? America! <laughs> my life <laughs> yeah uh that beautiful voice was um our starring guest kaylee uh yes. we've got a fun episode for you guys today and if you heard taps 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 in the background so that's baby freya yeah that's our Frey bay that's our Frey bay our Fre- freya roo um she might also lend us her voice once in a while um but to circle back to your question my favorite scary movie my favorite scary movie franchise is the conjuring movies um, yeah. I love those movies. In, in, it's got everything. It's got the jump scares. It's yes. got the gore. It has yes. the psychological in thrillers. In the past 15 years, decade to 15 years, because that didn't come out 15 years right. ago, at least like 10 or 12 years ago, yes. I love The Conjuring. Yes. Um, I will speak for TJ. His favorite scary movie is, his entire favorite series is Saw. 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 They just came out with a new Saw, didn't they? He's very excited and he wants me to watch all of them and it's not happening. Um, I just watched the new um, uh, Insidious. Oh my god, I love that movie. I love those movies too. I want to see it so bad. You know, it was... um, I used to have nightmares after watching that. I tortured my cousins watching that movie. I made them sit down and watch that movie and my cousins are like uh, three to five years younger than me. Uh, so I was like 13 minus five years um, and they were watching it. And I remember my cousin Haley, she refused. She, eyes, eyes closed, fingers in her ears, refused to watch the rest of it. So you were it's my insidious. Favorite. Yeah, I love You it. were insidious. I love it. Okay. Um, not my favorite movie, scary movie, but that was good. Me and Evan watched it recently. He fell asleep. Uh, Four minutes and 37 seconds in. That's record. And then I had to really suffer on my own. So I actually do this thing when we we watch scary movies, especially if we go to the theater, where I'm going to try to do this as a visual for listeners, where I use my thumbs to cover my ears. And then I put the rest of my hands, my fingers over my eyes. Oh, literally what I just did. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. Because I also don't I do that with like gory movies, like horribly gory movies between like... The noise of like oh, saw. On I bone. only do it for jump scares. I fucking hate jump scares. I'll I'll do a jump scare any day. Like for gory movies, I just go like this. I just put my hand over my eyes like this. Like no, like, like somebody shielding their kid from titties on the screen <laughs> like that. No, like Kaylee, what's your favorite scary movie or scary movie franchise? I'm just laughing at Nicole because of me taking her to that paranormal thing. Oh, oh fuck. yeah. Didn't I do that a couple times? You I put my feet. Like, you really? I hate. Bitch, what the fuck did you bring me I to? I hate me just sitting there. Jump scares. <laughs> I hate. I have said this on this podcast yeah, multiple times. I don't do haunted houses. Right. I don't do jump scares. Like, I will sit down and watch a scary movie, but you're also going to have to be okay with me, like. Missing parts of it. Missing parts, like checking my sensory overload yeah. like <laughs> i saw this thing on tiktok the other day of uh turning like somebody was watching the nun the newest nun movie mm-hmm. which i also really want to see those movies of uh, uh they turned the volume all the way down and then they put like um rom-com music on top <laughs> it was hilarious they're like if you just don't want to get scared just turn the music all the way down and then turn like 
just, you know, ambient music, like, rom-com music, funny music all the way up or whatever, and it, it totally helps. I just thought that so, was so funny. I just had a thought, a memory, and it's a confession. Oh, God. We're here for it. <laughs> Tell me your sins. I've never told anybody this. Also, because I haven't thought of it in 20 years. You're welcome. Yeah, right. So, when we were little, like... We always watch scary movies. Like, my, my parents were never, like, censored parents. Like, they were like, shit, if you're going to, like, you want to sit here and watch this, you're going to fucking watch yeah. it. Like, Yeah, my parents were the same way. Yeah, we watched Seven as a whole family. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> But what I used to do was, because it really would scare me. Um, I, <laughs> so embarrassing. I, um... Nice. Nice. I would, like, walk away from a movie and, like, you know how, like, you're scared in, like, a movie and then, like, even as an adult, you have, like, a few minutes afterwards of being, like, oh, my God, like, a serial killer's next to me or something like that. I would create a scenario in my head where the killer or the monster was a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how this scenario would work. So, So one besties with the poltergeist. One... Uh, memory specifically was the first time I saw The Exorcist. Oh my god. Like, I, I remember being like 9 or 10 and I and I remember it was at my cousin's house and I walked away and I created this I guess, I mean, I guess you would call that an imaginary friend that she was my imaginary friend so I would not like continue to have fear. So... <laughs> You maladaptive daydreamed a uh, exorcist child child yes to be your friend so she wouldn't hurt you yes huh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like eh, that's not normal uh but, but what a coping genius, mechanism genuinely and I literally ju- I probably haven't thought about that in over ten years you're like I wonder what she's up to now I was like. <laughs> What was what what was her name? Um, what was the exorcist's name? The little uh, girl, Reagan. Sarah. Reagan. It oh. was Reagan. Um, I'm not. So that's like the most specific one that I remember. I did it with all of them. That's like if hilarious. we watched a scary movie and there was like a real villain or monster, I in my head made them my friend so that I would not be afraid of them. I love it. But now all over TikTok, you have the horror like Mike Myers, Freddy yeah. Krueger going yeah. around. Which now there's a fucking, me, uh, what is it, uh, Down Under or Magic Mike where oh, they're f- all oh, yeah. Under, Down Under. So now it is a fantasy thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which, by the way, some of them do look good with <laughs> the masks on and are role playing with that. Uh, Book Talk fucking kills yes. the scene. Yeah. It really does. It really does. So that was my take on scary movies i love that for you and it really just it just really uh checks the box for you for many uh, things for who you are as an individual kaylee you never answered the question what's your favorite scary movie i don't know i'm like all over the place i like the like the psychological ones yeah me too i think the most recent one i just watched was room what's just called 409 or 1408 oh yeah with john cusack such a good one. That one. And then another one I have in there is number 23 with Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't um, seen that in years. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and he does such a one? good job. Yeah. I mean, I watched, oh like, Shelby bought me when I was, after my procedure for when I was down and out, um, she bought me the Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Set, and then I think it was the fifth one is on Paramount or something, so I watched it. Is it really it on already there. on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the the first one with Jenna, Jenna in it, and then there was a second yeah. one coming out, and I'll win. Um, but yeah, I think I have more psychological ones, and I mean, it's a mixture in there, but... I want to say my first one that like traumatized me and made me horrified of clowns it. was it because my dad decided. I think that to go, was my oh, first scary do, movie I've ever seen. My dad yeah. decided to let's let's have a family movie night. Hmm. I love I love nineties parents. I love them to death. No fucks, man. No fucks. No fucks. Given, offered, and then the, like gifted. <laughs> yeah. No fucks. No fucks. Um, which. Sorry, uh, we're checking up on Freya. Oh. She's not doing anything. Um, I just love Kaylee's house every oh, fall. We are in spooky season. Oh, here. yeah. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're all in person today. Um, I came back to Valpo, and then uh, we're also releasing this on Saturday instead yes. of Friday. Um, uh, us three girls. Uh, what three... Three fourths of the of the Valhos are going to the Bazaar Bazaar this weekend. Yes. Uh, so hopefully you guys are streaming this on your way there. Um, yes. Yes. At the Valpo uh, Expo Center um, from one to seven. One right. One to seven. Uh, so come see us. Come hang out. Buy some cool stuff. Uh, look at all the spooky shit. Mm-hmm. Oddities. I can't. I cannot wait to see what they have yes. tomorrow. I'm so excited to see what they have me too um me too and i'm also just excited for like i don't know um like public it's been a long time since i worked customer service yeah so like i love i kill customer service so do i yeah i'm great i'm awesome um oh yeah and we're i mean we've mentioned this like five times but we will be the three of us will be tending the retro rose table uh because uh (laughs) The Retro Rose and Mr. Rose. Um, <laughs> we'll be at a wedding. We'll be at a wedding this Correct. weekend. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm so excited and uh, God, I'm just so freaking excited. I'm very excited. Can I bring I'm very my excited. Table and just lay on it and model this stuff. Yeah. Um. Yes. Well, she'll, need to, she'll need to get leggings so then I can just turn and be like. You do have a great ass, so. There's that. Yeah. There's that. A little that. Bit. <sighs> Whatever. It's fine. Um, some dude will still jerk off to it. It's fine. Um, it probably still does. So we, yeah. <laughs> so we are officially, I mean, when did, when does spooky season actually start? August 1st. <laughs> August 1st. Is it August 1st? <laughs> it's August fucking 1st, bitch. But that's still like summer. Technically, but technically, then I'll say all year round. Well, yeah. Yes. For most, for, for a lot of spooky bitches, yes. Like me um, being with my... I don't know shit that's left out anyway. Yeah, you should genuinely just leave it like this all year round. I'm thinking about it, but and then just like dress I'm the skeletons, swapping, I'm swapping that holiday. for something that I had hanging there. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say August first. Um, but you're also right that is still summer. Um, but Which I think people forget because we're like, oh, it's August. It still won't even to be ninety degrees for the next six weeks. Well, here, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I've always, as soon as August hits, I'm, yeah, get your fall candles out. Yeah. So, 
Um, what is your favorite thing about spooky season? It just brings... Because you girls are more spookier than me. I am, like, aesthetically spooky season. Yeah. You guys are spooky season. <laughs> I... Yeah. I think my favorite thing about spooky season is just the overall, like, comfort mm. of it. Where... The aesthetic. Yeah. I think it's, it's it's I don't know for me it just sometimes seems calming besides it's cozy it's it's, yeah, it's it's that cozy calming feel and it's not winter Christmas that that I've said this before that yeah. invokes so much anxiety mm-hmm. and then the the height of the anxiety directly after Christmas straight down into the pitfall of the despair despair and abyss of hell um of oh shit we still have another three and a half months of this absolutely not give me the comfy cozy fall all the time yeah i'm about it okay i'm not about the cold rain days i hate those i hate them i i can't stand cold rain give me a hot summer summer day rain love it no i i'd prefer i prefer the fall cool rain. rain have that it's window just, crack slightly a little cool breeze coming in i, know, I just have to be in a mood Ooh, for it set me That's up set me fucking up i don't know like you you know just like being in kaylee's home you know like the twinkly yeah. lights and it's Do you it smells good and you know there's it's just comfortable yeah. it's just the funny thing about that scent is that it's called summer boardwalk? Well, <laughs> but it it's fucking alive. smells like fall. It does smell, it smell like, fall. like fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and freaking bats. I love yeah. Halloween. Bats. Fucking love Halloween. Freaking bats. Freaking those bats. those are up all year round. Yeah, yeah. The bats are up all. Like year my grooms are up all year round. Um, I'm kind of debating thinking of keeping the I webbing would. all year round. Yeah, but I think like some of these and stuff like that, I'll kind of take up. But I swap stuff out with yeah other. you're very uh religious about it yeah yeah you like you, you like your decoration for yes. each moment of the year so <coughs> yeah. that checks out but yeah yeah um spooky season is really our beginning uh literally uh, this, no clues baby yeah. oh my god you want to know something funny <laughs> um we had like a whole lunch event at work this past week and like I was slinging mac and cheese and fucking brisket, you know. We had mm-hmm. barbecue and shit. And uh, she didn't bring me any. To, no, to, I, I I had the meat sweats for three days. Straight, okay, <laughs> um, fuck that. Uh, shout out though, one hundred thousand percent to Mission Barbecue yeah. in Maryville. They cater. They catered. I'm I'm not joking. And this is coming from somebody who does. The highest percentage, if not <laughs> the true majority of all company event planning mm-hmm. in my company. And we work with really good people. Like, we're very community-based when we want to do things like that. Um, we're not just, like, very generic, like, caterers and right. stuff. Like, a lot of thought goes into it. It From the conception of us doing this, you know, three-day lunch event at all of our major sites, yeah. uh, Mission Barbecue... For the price point, for what they gave, for the customer service, for the setup, for the delivery, top tier, 10 out of fucking 10. Love it. Amazing. Amazing. Um, And they've got really good food for it to not be a technical sit-down restaurant. Yes. 
I I was very surprised because the four of us, so us three and Retro Rose, met there. What was that last year? Or the beginning of this year? We did. Um, didn't we do? Um, it was the beginning of this year. Didn't we do Valentine's? Yeah, Day? that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought because I had never heard of Mission Barbecue, um, I thought it was a sit down restaurant. Yeah, and I was. So surprised uh-huh. of the quality of food. Oh my god! Yeah, for a grab and go place. I'm not joking. And then the variety of sauces. Yeah, the variety. Have you? We had all sauces. The well, how many amount, were there? Were like eight? eight. Yeah, the amount of food that they gave us, yeah. and I pulled all of our numbers off of like all of our reporting units yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and the amount of food that they gave us would have probably fed triple that. Oh my god. People took food home. We were able to give food to like some of our programs, um, you know, with clients who probably don't have like the money to do something like that. People took seconds. That's so much better was, than not having enough. Yes, that's exactly how yes. it should be. And I and, and you're not paying for the extra that you're giving away. Yes. Um, and when I have planned these things. I'm very much a person, which my boss is totally behind this. Because then at a certain point, I kind of felt bad because at every site, we had so much food. And I was kind of like, I, I feel like I really overordered, mm. but I based it off of our our reports. And he's like, no, I mean, because my mindset is always like, make sure you have more and not less. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's fine. This is perfect. I'm like, thank you. So, and it was so funny because when I was planning it with the woman... Her name is Jamie. Super sweet. She literally goes, so does your company have a lot of men? And I said, well, uh, no, you know, in social services, you know, it's more common to have more women. Probably to our 100%, we probably have 25 to 30% men. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes, okay, good. Because usually if a lot of men are there, they'll tend to eat more. Bitch. What Genius. the fuck? Well, yes, but for the amount of fucking food that you gave, you would think we were feeding fucking linebackers. Well. And so it just, it like blew my mind after I thought about that afterwards. Also, just like for her to be knowledgeable enough about yeah. that, to be cognizant yes. of the yes. possibility yes. that might be a problem. Yeah. A fucking plus. They delivered to each site. They oh, wow. set up for us. It just, like, and they offered, like, well, I can stay and help serve, which that wasn't the point. Like, um, the executive level was going to serve, and mm. it turned out great. But um, just incredible. 10 out of 10. All of the accolades. All, you know, of, awesome. of the shout-outs. Um, so, yeah, it was truly amazing. Um, trying to think if I have any other shout-outs. Um. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I just want to give a round of applause to, uh, uh, Blackworks. Yeah, we went there for dinner tonight. That was delicious. Um, I have absolutely zero complaints Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Very good. Um, All all of our food was amazing. Delicious. Yeah. If we have to pause, I might have to throw up just Well, or shit. Or shit. Or shit. Yeah. Or shit. Oh, speaking of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, now that we're sitting here, I'm like full of stuff. The the picture that I sent you, like, listeners, I've been very vocal on this podcast <laughs> about my bowel movements. I'm incredibly vocal about that. Um, and bodily. Bodily fluids in yeah. general, okay? Um, I saw TikTok about a month ago from this dude who's like, you know, I, like, my stomach is hurting. I'm shitting all the time. And it's just, like, just part of my life at this point. 
he was like, but I got, um, uh, what's it called? Ginger root. Ginger root pills, like, you know, capsules. And he's like, it's completely changed my life. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, let me just try it. Holy fucking shit. Take away the shit. I'm not even joking when I say that these ginger root capsules have changed my fucking life. How many do you take just one a day? I take one a day with the rest of my fucking vitamins. Wow. I have not, because I'm not joking. This has probably been going on, I want to say, like my, like my stomach stuff has been going on for maybe like four, five years or so. Um, probably just like being more sensitive to things, mm-hmm. getting older, you know, whatever, stress, whatever. And there, I'm not joking, like straight up diarrhea. There would be times where I would diarrhea four times in one day. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, right. But I'm talking multiple times a week. Right, yeah. That used to be my normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been taking just one of those every single morning with the rest of my vitamins. And I'm not, at first I felt like it made me a little bit constipated, but now I feel like really good. Um, You know, it's like also something new going into your system. It's literally changed my fucking life. That's awesome. It's changed my life. So if you are an IBS girly, like I used to be, (laughs) shouts out to your mother, (laughs) um, go on Amazon get you some ginger root capsules and just let it change your fucking life. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into some education and knowledge of different herbal yeah. supplements because right. like I said, they're listen, they've been here millions of years. Yeah. They work for a reason. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, that's good to know. Exactly. Um, so we have a special episode today because, because Kaylee Baby is here. Yeah, and we're introducing the 1st of October. Uh-huh. Um, so let's get it. There's nothing more spooky season. I'm, I'm just going to keep saying because it it's such a great, great joke to me. There's nothing more spooky season than a government shutdown. I wish we could do a little bit of a deep dive into that um, because it is incredibly interesting. Maybe, Maybe we can do that on the next episode. Yeah, if they're still shut down. Um, but also there's something incredibly spooky about crime. Murder. Murder in the first degree. Homicide. Guilty. Serial killer, mate. <laughs> Red rum. Sorry. <laughs> You really got into that last sorry, one. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Did you need this, by the way? Okay. So, in this kind of came up because we did a few months ago yeah. the case of Larry Eiler, and Kaylee just like she was like, "Did you know this and this?" And no, this? she she like went fucking Inspector Gadget on us and like. Literally, like, I have all of this information about all these other people, and I'm writing a book about she it. She was basically. like a dysentery. Yeah. Dysentery? dysentery? She wrote a dysentery? I'm, I said dysentery because Retro Rose just sent me the shirt that I'm wearing oh, to the Bizarre Bizarre nice. Tomorrow, and it says dysentery. What's it called? Uh, dissertation? Dissertation on <laughs> true crime. So, how would dysentery. you like to intru- introduce your story time? Take ginger root. And once was a time. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Children, murder, murder, book. <laughs> sorry, Freya's very upset by that. Sorry. Just, oh, sorry. Be a part of it. Sorry. We actually don't even know what you're talking about. It's okay, Freya. I'm sorry. Should we let Freya in? You can let her in. I don't know. I just don't know how she's. I just don't want her to knock any of this down. Yeah, so. true. Okay, we'll just calm down and let you go. Yeah. So 
I, with your guys's uh, thing about the serial killers, you said you wanted to do, you know, kind of more local and uh, northwest, you know. Yeah. Oh, we did say that. Midwest yeah. or whatever. So I found one in of northwest Indiana based out of his last crimes were based out in Hammond, Indiana, okay. where you and I grew up, yep. which you never heard of it. Mm -hmm. I did. Okay. Because it was, it kind of hit close, not like, the, I didn't personally know them, right. but it hit close to home because of where it was located at. Right. So, <clears throat> uh, the serial killer that um, I had searched up on here was David Edward Moss, and his, uh, uh, AKA was Crazy Dave. Crazy Dave. Crazy Dave. So, Crazy yeah. Dave. yeah, his last uh, killings Rock were in Hammond. Um, but it all started, he was born on August 5th in 1954 in, I'm thinking it's Connellsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. His parents were George and Ava Moss. He was the second born of four children. Um, I didn't go fully in depth in, like, you know, where it all started was, uh -huh. I'm guessing, uh, it started after his parents divorced in 1963. A lot of that shit fucking revolves around divorce. Well, so yeah. much happens in your childhood. Your yeah, and his, yeah. he was, yeah. uh, it was right before he turned nine, and they were described as products of an abusive, dysfunctional upbringing. Okay. Um, so, around that time when, uh, David was nine, he was sent to live with um, oh, his mother sent him to live with his father. The very next day, his father sent him back to his mom, who then had him institutionalized um, at Chicago State Hospital starting Ooh. at the age of nine. Wow. Nine years old. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Nine and years old. Do they do, I don't want to interrupt or anything, do they say what happened in that 24 hours? No. Wow. So nothing that I've like read. I mean, there might be something, but like everything that was popped up didn't wow. describe it. So if he so he was born in fifty four. He then was um, that was in sixty three. Um, so what's crazy about that is like hospitalizing children long term. I mean, especially now, of mm -hmm. course, but it's so unheard of and uncommon. I worked in social services for a very long time now. Kayla has also. Mm -hmm. I have literally only met and heard of one family that I have worked with or known of or worked around that had a children in one of the it had a children had a, a child, child in one of the state fucking hospitals. And the process to actually like literally commit mm -hmm. your child um, under 18 years old into a state facility, that is insane. Like, I mean, not in a bad way, but, like, that is literally, like, I mean, I'm kind of pushing that almost, like, a lot of it leans on if there's a fear that the child is literally going to hurt somebody. Mm, not even necessarily yeah. themselves. Is literally showing signs mm -hmm. of hurting other people. Yep. That's yeah. where the next, I can, the next line goes to. I can only imagine... <laughs> the paperwork involved of because parents would essentially have to sign their rights away yeah. for the child yeah. to receive you know state institutional help yeah. yeah wow and that family that i had worked with um i can't remember i mean this has been a few years now um but it was like it's like three and the family was in hammond 
um, like three or four hours away. They went and seen him like once or twice a month. But I do remember, I think at the time he was like 11 or 12. And then I worked with a kid one time. He was nine or 10 that he was moved into another foster home. And once again, I don't know all the details. This has been a few years now. It was very much like I just did the supervised visitation mm -hmm. that the original foster family, because he was with his other sibling, they literally had to remove like, and this is a big house, all of the knives, mm -hmm. all of like the tools. They found wrenches and shit like under his bed. They I had started, a similar case like yes, that. They started locking their doors when they slept. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just, it's, 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 it, but then you think like, this is where all that's, it starts, right. you know, mm -hmm. so young for a lot of these kids. So sad. Yeah, so of course, like I said, he was, uh, his mom put him in at nine. His mother claimed that he had, uh, set fire to his younger brother's bed and then later tried to drown him. Mm. Uh, however, his mother was also described as a, um, by a social worker as disturbed, psychotic, functioning marginally, needy, and narcissistic. Huh. Oh. She spent herself a month in a hospital Man. in yeah. uh, Pennsylvania. Um, a later report uh, on Moss said that the institution where he was confined or this is where you just said, was filled with children who were there more often than not because family members were mentally ill themselves or and or couldn't or wouldn't take care of them. Mm. At the institution, it was felt that Moss's mother simply dumped him there. Yeah. Um, Sad. Workers stated that, you know, he would stand at the window during visiting hours, oh, waiting for visits from his mother which grew increasingly infrequent over time. The staff noted it was pitiful to see the ways in which he was always trying to reassure himself, excusing his mother to staff and explaining she is ill, her back is bothering her, mm -hmm. etc. So sad. So fucking sad. At such a young age <clears throat> to fish for reasons love. to understand what's right. happening right after literally being dumped on in a completely different environment right that's horrific and like no like my mom's coming but she's just having a hard time when he's literally the one behind bars right yeah that's sad yeah regarding his mother's uh stated reasons for bringing him there staff there did not observe the lying, stealing, or out-of-control behavior that his mother had stated that mm. he displayed. His mother was asked to be more specific about trouble uh, Moss cause, which uh, were during home visits, but she failed to do so. She ended up just saying she just, just didn't want him at home. Um, and I guess there is... Uh, Moss did have... Wait, did, did he have other siblings? I'm sorry, yes, did I yeah, yes. Okay. he was the second okay. of four. Okay. Um, I guess there was, um, some history as it stated on their thing that I read that, uh, Moss, um, had choked but not killed two friends for no reason. Mm. His brother remembered Moss beat a squirrel to death with the baseball just for fun or with a baseball bat just for fun. Um, the brother also recall, uh, recalled that, um, Moss had been molested at an early age 
After Moss left the hospital, he came to live at a children's home where at the age of 13, he was subjected to unwanted sexual advances by another boy. He was transferred back to Chicago State Hospital in 1970, but ran away and never returned. His mother then shipped him off to live with an uncle in Georgia. So then this is now at, so he was uh, in 1970, so he was 16. So then at the age of 17 and 71, Moss tried to return to live with his mother in Chicago. They had moved to Chicago. Um, but she didn't want him there and in fact threatened him with a knife. At her suggestion, she took him to an army recruiter and at 18, he enlisted in the army. He completed basic training at Fort Lewis and AIT at Fort Ord. I'm guessing that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. In 1972, he was transferred out and stationed in Frankfurt, Germany, mm -hmm. where he served as a cook and was, by all accounts, an able serviceman. Sorry, we had to rescue Freya. So Freya is with us. Freya is with us. She's we no are, longer whining, but... We are calm. <laughs> Nicole is calm. We are collected. <laughs> We're hoping she's calm after I gave her a CBD chewy. One of us is almost high. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just don't let her lick your ears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so last thing uh, was him being yeah. shipped off to Germany in the uh, army. So this is when his crimes now started. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 20 years old. So on May 26 in 1974, while stationed in Frankfurt, Germany, Moss beat to death a 13-year-old oh boy. God. James McClister in a forest after meeting him in a bowling alley. Moss in Germany? Right. You have time I'm in guessing. the army? I know. You have, you have time after, you know, killing Jews? Sorry, cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was raw, man. That was real. Um, so Moss wrote, he kept a, jur uh, a diary journal, whatever you want to call it, um, stating that he one night, or one morning it technically it would be, uh, awoke a month prior to the to the murder in his room to find the boy he had befriended sleeping naked on top of him. Moss said he too was undressed. The episode unset, um, upset him and so he took James for a ride on a moped into a forest near nearby. Um, he led the boy deeper into the woods. There, James, uh, he tied James to a tree and beat him with his fist and then a two, uh, like a two-by-four board. Oh, my God. Moss was court-martialed and convicted of involuntary manslaughter and larceny 20 years old. Wow. at 20. He claimed that the boy's death was a result of an accident on the moped, which he oh, had okay. stolen. Ah, solid. Solid alibi. Yeah. <clears throat> so Moss wrote in his journal, he goes, I was angry with myself because I did not know what to do for the boy now, so I picked up James uh, so I could take him deep into the woods to hide him and then left him in the woods. Moss had promised himself earlier, seven months earlier, that he would kill Jimmy, it was the, the nickname they had, when the boy had grown out his hair. Why? I thought to myself at that moment that when Jimmy gets long hair, I'm going to kill him. When I killed Jimmy on that day, he had long hair. What the fuck? Yeah. 
And then about a month later, the boy, uh, the body of the boy was found in a bomb crater, said Ronald Zeke, who was a friend of Moss and a sergeant assigned to that same base. Alright, so in an interview, Zeke said uh, Moss' defense lawyer argued that the boy died after he uh, crashed the moped because some teens threw a screwdriver in the spokes of the tires. Moss was sentenced to three years in prison at Fort Leavenworth. Moss requested not to be paroled. Just three years. Yeah, wow. but he requested not to be paroled, but was released in 1977 despite his wishes. And, and this is like what's so crazy to me about cases like this, is that some of these individuals are like really aware of this incredibly dark side of themselves mm -hmm. and like that it's just like you know we talked about larry eiler he was not one of those people right at least from the research that we had um but that is just that is always a part that's just so fascinating to me is that like some of them are just like do not let me out i have and it's it's almost like a movie you, you know what yeah. i mean so yeah super super crazy and it's like you literally murdered a child and they're like yeah we'll put you on parole it's fine it's like he has it, that's so fucking crazy and with so many of these stories which like bailey sarian talks about this too in mm -hmm. a lot of hers is it's the fucking authorities who fuck are just too lax every time yeah. every time yeah. like when we took a little break i mean the listeners don't really know that but um we had to take care of freya with some stuff because she's still she still is a puppy in a lot of ways so we're trying to you know get her to calm down yeah. a little bit while we're while we're doing this but diane feinstein died today and at you know 90 years old and it's so funny to me like oh what you know what did she die from she died from fucking air she's 90 years old right but something so interesting about her as a major person of authority in this whole country she was a huge reason why the night stalker was able to kill more people she went against the police's fucking wishes and released a shit ton of evidence that they had to like make herself look like she was proving something mm -hmm. and in that case the night stalker Richard fucking Ramirez, which it's so crazy that people thought that he was attractive, um, was able to be like, oh shit, they're on to me. So he changed up his tactics right. and was able to kill more people because authorities like her did not handle situations the correct way. Right. It's so infuriating. And it, it still happens today. It still happens today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on... Uh May 10th, 1977, he's 23 now, the Army released Moss and put him on a plane to O'Hare International Airport. Moss lived in Chicago until 1981 when he relocated in uh, to Texas. So that was kind of like a little side note yeah. because this is, it's starting to go more into. So then in uh, 1977, he's, or 1990, oh my gosh, 1979, Sorry, a little dyslexic here. Hey, uh, he's 25. Um, he's living in an apartment in Chicago, and he is now uh, Moss stabbed a friend while he was sleeping. Uh, he was 
uh, I guess, convict or not convicted, but like gone for attempted murder. Um, and in his diary, Moss uh, said he lied on the witness stand and said he didn't do it and he was found not guilty. Um, what? what? Yeah. I love So they had originally arrested him for the murder. For attempted murder. Did. Went through the trial. Went through the trial. Said he didn't do it. And he was found not guilty. Yeah. I love when serial killers have diaries. It's like my favorite. It's like you're really in tune. Yeah. You're really aware of what you're right. doing. That's what that means. That's true. That's what that means. That's yeah, you're absolutely right. Cuz if you can after the fact, cuz you hear some stories where people like black out mm-hmm. and kill people, if you're thinking of your shit after the fact and feel a need to get it out, get it out yeah. you are very aware of the actions that you're doing. I, yeah, that's true. Because, and I wonder if any of it is also, like, notating what's happening. And, like, if is that a version of him holding himself accountable for these things? Or, like, his was... Whereas the, the court is unable to? Or is it more of a of a trophy thing? Could be both. That's true. Could, yeah. could 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 be both. But what I'm curious now with this guy, and I know we're not even like halfway through the story yet, is that where was that change? Because what he was 25, from 20 to 25, where he was very aware in the military of the things that he did and requested to be held longer. Right. To 25, where he's like. Didn't do, did, it. didn't do it yeah is is that thrill maybe at a younger age he was still feeling some piece of remorse and fear mm-hmm. in himself and then at 25 he's like this thrill is just so fucking right. good that i get yeah. to take a life and at 25 your brain's fully developed so if his brain fully developed into serial killer it's fucking serial killer mm, that's true you have a good point so this is 25 dude i'm so fucking smart <laughs> We're getting back to that part. So, in, I guess, his journal, he, by then, Moss was beginning to think that he was not fit to be on the outside world. One morning, he wrote, uh, he drove past the State Mental Hospital of Chicago. Mm -hmm. He wrote, I thought to myself that it would not be so bad being in there for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Because I would not be able to hurt someone anymore. And then by, and then maybe I could get some help, he wrote. But that help ne- help never came. Yeah. Wow, so sad. That's wild because I I wonder like my immediate thought when you said that was that's his conscious that's mm-hmm. his consciousness coming like mm-hmm. that's that's that voice inside of his head saying your what you're doing is fucked mm-hmm. up and you need help. That's your that's that's a cry for help coming from the inside. So mm-hmm. where does that um, voice go any other time of the day. Right. You know what I mean? Is so it, it might be the one where she said, like, the conscience, and then you have that other one that flips, flips, blacks out the other right. one, yeah. and you're like, nope, yeah. I'm taking charge now. Right. This reminds me so much of, um, this is, like, one thing from college I specifically remember about Freud. <laughs> fucking psycho that guy hate freud um but he coined the id the ego and the super ego mm-hmm. 
And if you're not familiar with that, listeners, um, the id is the impulsive part of your personality that is driven by pleasure and repulsed by pain. Mm -hmm. The superego is the judgmental and morally correct part of your personality. And the ego, which is kind of in the middle, is the conscious part of your personality that mediates between the id and the superego to make decisions. To feed the ego. Yeah. It's choosing. Right. So as a child... You're it. Right. All you are impulsive. Yeah. You just want the pleasure. Um, you want to be away from pain. Um, yeah. So it's though. Yeah. Freud is not very popular in definitely the psychology world, modern culture, because he was very extreme and uh, uh I don't know. I, I don't want to say fake, but very... Um, yes, he was the father of psychology, but um, he wasn't no psychologists today... I'm not going to say no, but the majority of psychologists today do not agree with any of his theories or he, anything He like was that. just so out there. Now, I will say this. This is my belief about Freud. Incredible mind. He... He, like, he had very pristine and clear thoughts. They were just all wrong all the time. I don't even think that they were all wrong. I think that he consistently just, like, skimmed what the truth was. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so grandiose that he, like, always just missed the point. He was very egotistical, so that makes sense. Like, you can still connect a lot of things to his theories, but none of it is really spot on. So, so yeah, so this, this guy, what's his name? Moss, um, was really constantly struggling with his id and his super ego. He could, I mean, in the words of, you know, Freud, probably he could not centralize enough on the ego itself to make the good decisions between the the two extremes. Because then he would have the major impulse and like the pleasure of killing and then immediately go into the super ego right. of guilt, the conscious, the whole thing. So it's incredibly interesting, um, you know, when you hear stories like this of killers like this. So what else is uh, happening next? She's doing. All right. So now we move on to uh, age 27 uh, in August of 1981. So this is when uh, Moss has moved to Texas. Okay. Or right before Moss moves to Texas. Um, Moss decided to find and kill the boy who molested him in the children's home when they were both juveniles. That's fair. Whoa. That's fair. Moss wrote uh, that he thought the homosexual act was the cause of his bad behavior Mm. and he wanted to kill him. But when Moss got to the boy's Chicago home... He was told the teen himself was in jail. Well, he, of course, he's older now. He's just about the same age as Moss. So Moss uh, said that he saw another boy, I'm guessing maybe while driving or something. Um, the boy's name was Donald Jones, walking by and lured him. Oh, yeah, he was driving. Lured him into the car. A lot of luring in cars in the 80s. Yeah. A lot. <clears throat> There's a lot of hope and trust in strangers in these times. Dude, the 80s. 
wild. So much coke, man. We gotta think the 60s and 70s were like that with hitchhiking. Was That's so true. Yeah, you're right. Then and now you're just like, mm, yeah. no, I'm good. Alright, so uh, Moss lured Jones into the car. He took Jones to a quarry in Elgin, Illinois and stabbed him in the stomach. Um, he wrote, I can still hear John- Donald Jones saying to me, I'm only 15 years old. Please don't kill me. Oh my oh, god. Shit. Oh my god. He took Jones over to the water in the quarry and drowned him. And then I'm guessing later on, I don't, um, oh, we're going to get to it, but they end up defining him. Um, so that same year, uh, in December of 81, when Moss relocated to Galveston, uh, Texas, he stabbed a 14-year-old boy in a hotel room. Moss was a rent arrested and sentenced to five years for causing bodily injured injury to a child and it's still at 27 i just don't understand why the ruling is so small for such a an egregious crime and like if if a child a literal child and then you get these people that get drug offenses get sentenced almost to life. life right right I I would personally like to know around what time, like, national to international, like, um, record transferring became a thing. Mm. Because now you've been... Well, dude, I'm so smart. Oh, listeners, you don't understand what's happening. Every time I come up with this great thought, because I am incredibly intelligent... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're just staring at her aimlessly. Um, Kaylee literally goes, got that, got that. It's I'm coming up. so fucking smart. It's coming up. Now that is my super ego. <laughs> Continue. Alright, so um, now in uh, age 28, in 1982, while in jail in Texas, Moss was extradited to Illinois for the Jones murdered. A Cook County Sheriff's police officer wrote on the cover sheet of the extradition, uh, extradition, oh my god, I can't even say it. You got what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Papers sent to Texas, bad guy, Gacy type. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they were, they shared Wait. files at that point. Yeah. What year but, was Gacy? Um, 70s? 70s. Grab that book. We're sorry. I, so, I bought books on so Illinois serial killers. So literally just came off yeah. of... Of Gacy. Yeah. I was Damn. like, yeah, look that up real quick. Um, you can, you can oh, grab those and look, glance yeah. through them. But there, yeah, there's a list on there. Even Eiler's in that book. Um, and then the next one that I was going to discuss is in that too. Um, so yeah, his, so the papers on there said that. So <clears throat> on here, uh, it's the, that Seven Moss. Sorry. They, they, just, they just came off Gacy. Yeah. yeah. So, originally found unfit to stand trial, Moss was held in a mental in mental uh, health facilities. Ultimately, after these hospitalizations and roughly 10 years in jail awaiting trial, Moss pled guilty in 1994 and was sentenced to 35 years. <clears throat> However, he received... Wait, 1994 yeah. or 84? Didn't this happen in the 80s? I said while he was 
awaiting trial. He was in mental institutions okay. and all that stuff for Which, 10 years. Okay, yeah, because that... <clears throat> right, so over right, that right. time, so this trial was going on for the Donald Jones murder. And, for El- and they're Death just Hunt. like crossing yes. everything off the list over so, a decade. Yeah, so he was pled guilty in 1994, was sentenced to the 35 years. However, he received credit for the 12 years he was held... <clears throat> and time off for good behavior in the mental institution in while the, in the, the mental, court was happening. Yes, okay. so he was what a in fucking scam. He okay. was in the hospitals and in jail okay. for those twelve years. That doesn't count. Thus, he served seventeen years altogether. So he did serve the time technically. I mean, not the thirty-five that he was sentenced. Right, to, but they took but off seventeen years. He, no, 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 no. He served 12. seventeen years. Yeah, they took off that additional right. time for all that. Yes. Oh my god. I hate um, him. And I hate I hate the judicial yeah. judicial system. So a fact sheet sent to the Illinois Department of Corrections by the Cook County uh, State's Attorney Office after this conviction said, <clears throat> this inmate was most likely the most dangerous inmate you will have. The prosecutors urged that Moss be kept incarcerated, but under the law, Moss was eligible for this early release, Moss wrote a five-page, five-pages letter to the Illinois Department of Corrections requesting not to be released He's from so prison. Why was parole or release, early release, even a <clears throat> fucking option? Is He's what I so want to know. Self, and this he is, knows. These are the cases that blow my mind. <clears throat> the self-aware criminals. Like, not just criminals, murderers. Right. Like... The, and, and, and honestly, <clears throat> people are probably not going to necessarily agree with me when I say this, but there is something so incredibly heartbreaking to me That's about right. listening to this man know, or like just having general knowledge of this man who knows that he is incredibly dangerous right. and mentally unstable and literally begging to be kept away. The internal t- turmoil, I cannot imagine. I I mean, Matt, like this, honestly, this was kind of fucking me up because you, all day, yeah. you, you can hate a stone cold killer. This is devastating. Not only that, but this isn't the, that's not the first time that he's specifically asked yes. and requested to be... <clears throat> Put away for life. Yes. This is the third or fourth yes. time now that he's telling the authorities, anybody, yeah. to listen. If you're not going to help me, at least help the fucking public and put my ass away. And this... Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. And I literally don't have any type of, like, mental, like, line of thought to it of why it could be yes or no. Why did he not just kill himself? Hmm. Probably the ego. Are you going to cover that? Dude, I'm so fucking smart, bro. <laughs> bro, now you just ruined it. I mean, it's all over the news anyways, but yeah. Okay. We'll get to it. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. We talk a lot, but don't talk that much as all too. I, so. I, I, I kind of get like that on the podcast, too. I'll, <clears throat> I'll literally start to, like, fucking fumble my words and That's shit. why I grab my water, so. Yeah. All right, so um, in there's a little uh, part in here. So I believe, yes. Yeah, so there's his part. 
that he wrote in the letter was, I believe in these laws and I believe that any person who harms or murders another person should never be free to live in a society again. I used up all my chances to mm. be free and I would like to parole to the Sheridan pro program and live the, uh, the rest of my life there. No one responded ever to his letter. Um, someone responded to, you know, I'm guessing later on, he did not meet the criteria to be placed in any other kind of facility, said D.D. Short, a Department of Corrections spokeswoman. <clears throat> so, of course, this is when he's released. He's 45. Moss was released in June of 99 with no place to live. He was denied placement in any halfway house. Um, right. So... Yeah. So you release him yep. against his will, mm -hmm. and then you say, have fun out in the wild in your killing field. Dude. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. So I guess he lived, um, so after living homeless, um, in homeless shelters in a cheap motel, uh, Moss moved to Oak Park, Illinois in 2000. So, fast forward to 2001. He's 47 so he would, now. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 46, 47. So, uh, in 2001, Moss hit a friend, Anthony Mazur. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you pronounce the name. Six times in the back of the head with a metal pipe and another attempted murder. Moss was not prosecuted because Mazur, an ex-gangbanger, Although reported the incident to replace to the pre, uh, to the replace oh my god to the police I get it there we go did not want to pursue prosecution that was very similar with the first one with Larry Eiler that's true that they, is true Larry Eiler <clears throat> fucking stabbed that kid in the stomach I know I'm I also keep thinking <coughs> that with all of these requests to be locked up for life when. Does the killings become proof for himself, Ooh. for him to prove to the authorities, I'm fucked up, there's no helping me, kill me or put me away? Because he, he literally has nothing else to lose. Correct. He has no job. He has no money. He has no family. He has no roof over his head, no he food has, in his belly. There's has, nothing. He, like, he, he literally has, like, he already doesn't care. Right. So I'm going to let that part of me take over. Right. And you now get what you want. Not only that, but, like, I've asked you thrice now to lock me up because I know I'm a danger. I love the you word thrice. So do I. Can I say it more? Um, uh, thrice. Uh, <laughs> that you're denying, you're, de you're, you don't believe me at this point. Yeah. You're writing off all of these sentences to five, ten years I'm fucking crazy, and yeah. I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah. Again, lock me up or kill me. Yeah. Because that, those are my wishes. I'm literally asking you to. Especially, once again, we are... And listen, like, murder and serial killers are not fucking new in the history of the entire world. Right. But also, Illinois' massive history with John Wayne Gacy... Yeah. Um, in the Midwest, Jeffrey Dahmer still in the 70s. Like, right. there's already, you it's know... the water, bro. The fucking uh, Night Stalker happened in the 80s in California. Yeah. 
it's like we are at, at this point now in year 2000 um in the year of our award 2000 <laughs> we we have so much proof and evidence and also in 2000 you can track that motherfucker's records back to 1960 whatever when he killed that 13 year old right. boy in fucking germany so it's just fucking mind-blowing it's mind-blowing you, you get what you get at that point. Fucking eat the rich, defund the police. I, I just look. I don't know why, but I, I just keep thinking of euthanasia. Yeah. I can guarantee if he had that choice and it was legal, he would have chosen that. Um. Well, you know what? Let's let's yeah. let her finish a story and we'll touch base on that. Because right. I'm I'm not I'm not convinced yet. I'm not convinced. All right, so no more flash, flash, uh, flash, forwarding. forwarding. I've got to speak slower. To 2003, Moss has now moved to North Hammond, renting out, out. renting out 4933 Ash Avenue. Holy fuck! Yeah, that close. That close. Hammond. I mean, I grew up in Hammond. Yeah. I live. So this was, uh, I googled it. I believe it was on the other side of the railroad tracks of by Hammond High, like going towards like Chicago Shut over back there. Yeah. Fuck. That's how up. fucking close. And I have family that lives over there. And Wait, I was practically raised You guys yeah. were alive at that time. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. How old were you? I was 13. 11. You were 13. I had just turned 13. Living, living right over there. Right next to him. Yeah, Basically, I just turned 13 when his within first... a mile. Within a mile. Yeah. Insanity. Well, yeah. well that you're women. No, yeah, because this guy is going after bros. Men, right. Um, Could have so... ended it sooner for me, Mr. Moss. <laughs> so, uh, now, Sorry, um... No, very age, appropriate. Age 49. We're in May of 2003. 50 years of just it's honestly okay i'm gonna it's just it's 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 kind of like breaking my heart for him like really that's what i'm saying like damn 50 years man don't cut him some slack just off the man yeah so may of 2003 uh david so this is moss his his first name beat his co-worker nicholas james he was 19 to death in his apartment so in this ash avenue apartment and uh wrapped his body in plastic and encased him in concrete in the basement of his apartment. Jesus Christ. Ingenious. Yeah. So, so two, James... Two, two different responses. <laughs> two different responses. Oh, hi. So, we're laughing. We're having fun. Oh, and she's that makes not sense. part of it. I know. I'm so sorry. Don't talk to her. Anyways, so James and Moss worked together at... Uh, Trophies are us in Dalton, Illinois, mm-hmm. and began <clears throat> began to spend more and more time together. A friend of James, now I'm not 100% sure, but it's the same name, Paul Goddard, who I found out, and I'm guessing it's the reason for this, is I believe the, I don't know if you want to say creator or um, inventor. No, it's it's he's the founder. Founder, there you go. Founder of Region News Source. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yes. So all those videos and stuff, and you know where he goes. I mean, you have people that yeah. submit yeah. videos yeah. and stuff to him, but I believe this is him. 
Huh. He's, I believe he was originally from Hammond and now is like located in like Highland or something. Yeah. But yeah, he's the founder of. Oh, shout of what's out. Region News Source. But he's, it was years later on there Ignore. on the like, because of course Facebook was what year that it was created. So it was after this. Facebook. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, James Friend, which is the Paul Goddard, um, joined him on several occasions to drink beer at Moss's home. Moss rented the upstairs apartment from William Billy Hinton, who was the owner of the trophy shop. So, the, the owner of the trophy shop's house. Uh, Goddard told, uh, I hope that's his name, that's how you say the name. Anyways, told the detective that he and James spent much time with Moss. Although he harbored suspicious feelings about Moss, Goddard said murder never entered his mind. <clears throat> He said Moss was generous, giving him and James cash and beer. He said he saw Moss give James $200 once. Uh, Goddard said he never asked for anything. I just thought he was being a nice guy. Mm. Although he tried to warn James something wasn't right with Moss, Goddard wondered if his friend might not have been taken in by him or even started to depend on him financially. Mm -hmm. He recalled an eerie occurrence of seeing James helping Moss clean out the basement one day. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Hint, Hinton, the homeowner, had given Moss permission to fix areas seeping in water in the basement. On December... Yes. On December 9th... Like cement. <laughs> On December 9th of 2003, Moss was taken into custody for the strangling death, death, strangling death of James, I'm hoping I'm saying this right, Raganai? Yeah, you said it right. You said it great. Continue. He was, James was 16. Moss Man, befriended sad. James, who lived in the neighborhood along with, this is where it hit a little bit, 13-year-old Michael De De Dennis. I was about to say David's. So around our age. Yes. So I, I don't remember what school he went to, but I remember someone had brought up, and I don't know if they were, like, related or, like, good friends with him or something. So that's why I kind of, like, Damn. oh, my God, fucking same age. Same age at the same fucking time. Yeah. In the same area. Yeah. Damn. And you didn't hear Damn. any about this. I have a that's, that's weird. Yeah, that's true. And why are no... uh well-minded adults at this time questioning an old older man befriending teenagers but who's to say if these were kids that their parents are at school and they're ditching school that's or true. they're at no, work you're, right. you're absolutely right so their parents aren't fully aware of what's going drinks. on he's got a yes. little money mm -hmm. that's where it goes kids. Yeah. he lured both of those boys in and, with money and alcohol and if people we've talked about this on this podcast in this area a lot of people don't really understand the midwest very well but the culture here is very different we have a lot of blue-collar workers. We have a lot of people, you know, parents who are providing, working 12 to 16-hour days, um, just trying to scrape by with their kids. A lot of mill workers who are sleeping. It's like, it's kind for a lot of these kids, it's just a different lifestyle. So uh, that could be just all rolled into one. Yeah, you're right. So um, both Regani and... I've got to give... 
whatever, and Dennis were both reported missing by their mothers on September 10th of 2003. Wow. According to Moss, he told police he killed uh, Ragony at 11.45 p.m. on September 10th. So the day that the mom went to go report is the day that he killed the kid. Mm. Uh, Moss wrapped his body and Dennis's body in plastic, like James, uh, Nicholas James, and encased them as well in the concrete in the basement. So in November, we're flash-forwarding to November of 2005, Moss pled guilty for the three murders and was sentenced to three lifetimes. Took you long enough. Yeah. <clears throat> um, a defense attorney, Mar- I'm guessing Marcy Gonzalez, said he is a unique in, oh, he is unique in that he is remorseful for it. Yes. He, uh, we know our client is in agreement and wants to be isolated for the rest of his life. He believes he has sacrificed his ability to interact with other members of society. The torment, the inner despair. And, like, this is also just coming from somebody who I just, like, generally struggle with my mental health in a very, like, everyday general way. Mm -hmm. That is unbearable half the time. This guy, man, it, I mean... some people won't understand but honestly it breaks my fucking heart it really does the United States government could have prevented so many deaths by listening to his first wish you know how many years ago you know what's my Roman Empire having the records to how many people would still be alive in this Mm -hmm. country if the fucking police or the United States government did their job. Yeah. That's my Roman Empire. Check mate. <laughs> it's called a callback. <laughs> All facts, no printer. Jail. <laughs> you ready? Yes, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah. It's just I'm getting to where we're getting at. Lake County prosecutor Bernard Lake Carter County. blamed the Illinois justice system for free moss in nineteen ninety nine. Thank you, Mr. Carter. Despite his plea to keep him in custody for the murder Shout of fifteen year old Carter. Donald Jones. Daddy. He is immediately a zaddy in my book <laughs> for being vocal about that. Alright, so now we're flashing I am, you know what? I actually is Bernard Carter still in office? That sounds incredibly familiar. Familiar. Bernard Carter you can continue oh he is Really? He's still in office. Mm-hmm. In 1993. Since 93? Since 93. What's he do now? Um, he's still a prosecutor. Wow. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. He is still um, in Crown Point at the main office. Wow. That's a... How old is he got to be? Um, that's been 30 years. I, I don't have that information. Um... Because I'm just on the Indiana website. Uh, Prosecutor Carter was among founding members of the Indiana Governor's Drug Task Force, honored in 2016 with the Distinguished Hoosier Awards. How freaking cool. Wait a minute. I have fucking met this guy. He's been at some of my work stuff. Oh, my God. Wow. How crazy. I cannot wait to... What is it? Ask him so many questions. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. (laughs) I cannot wait to be weird the next time I see him. 
Yeah. I mean, I've never actually introduced myself, but you. But now, now you got an in. Like, hey, I got. I got. First, I got to be like, thank you for saying that. You blame this. Can we talk? Yeah. All right. So now we're have him on the podcast. The nerd. Bernard. Bernard. Can we have coffee with you? Bernard reminds me of the angry adult child elf. Yes, on, I was thinking it. Um, the Santa Claus. Yes. What's his? Uh, Bernard. Bernard. I think his actual name. Oh, I have no fucking idea. It's just Bernard. Anyways, we're uh, <laughs> flashing forward to now, um, 2006. So on Thursday, January 19th, 2006. About a month after his last sentencing, guards found Moss hanging in his cell by his bed sheets. Thank God. The incident took place 10 minutes after they told him that he was going to be transferred to a state prison later that day, said Mike, Mike Higgins, uh, Lake County Sheriff's Department. I think Moss, he's still in office, I think too. So too. Yeah. Moss was taken to St. Anthony's Medical Center mm-hmm. in Crown Point, Point where he passed away 27 hours later on Friday, January 20th, 2006. He was 51 years old. There must have just been some defining factor in his mind. That he may get released. Or something, even though he was found, but something or may have come up. Or maybe he truly was over it. Yeah. yeah. I have actually been sentenced. Oh, okay. God, once again, <laughs> I am... Is there I a gave letter? her the look. I am there was a letter. She I gave her a look. Nicole, it's not a full. Sorry, 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 it's yeah. not a full letter, but it has bits. But I think I downloaded it. I'm not 100 sure, but it's a lot of the like the court records mm-hmm. and like official stuff. So his mm. letter might be in there. Got it. So I'll have to like put it on, send it through an email, and have one of you hoes print it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of you hoes. One of you hoes. We We're not Val hoes anymore. Well, thanks, Kayla. <laughs> All right, so guards found Moss' suicide letter. It was a letter, not just a little note. It was a letter. In the letter, Moss admitted to the five killings and apologized to the victims' families. So this is just a little paragraph from it. uh, Maybe with my death, the families and the people can go on with their lives and not waste energy wondering why I was still alive. Mm. He, oh, yeah, it was a letter. Ready? Ready for this? It was a seven-page letter released by the county prosecutor's office. Seven pages. So I'm guessing it was... So it was a seven pages, but I'm guessing a lot of it had to be, like, about the killing. Yeah. About the remorsefulness and all that stuff on it. Was it from back? That I do not know. Yeah, that's... Continue. Okay. So now we're after his death. The Moss case helped lead Indiana public officials to pursue a state amendment requiring for a violent offender registry for convicted murders. If available, the registry may have reduced the chance of Moss continuance of murders upon release. Right. Just fucking sickening. So there was, and I don't I don't think I wrote it in here, that one of the I think it was fathers of one of the victims had said that if there was that and blamed that if he had been convicted, I don't remember if it was for the Donald Jones or if it was for another one, 
at that time, or if they took his request in effect, yeah, he would. My child would have still been alive. Right. And what a oh my god! Oh my fucking god! I'm gonna have to process this one actually. I'm gonna have to process this one. Um, I can't. I can't get over like. The sadness I feel for there's, this man. There's multiple facets of wrongdoing here. Yeah. So this is like when I was writing it, I'm just like thinking. I'm like, you have to feel. You you're definitely feel that everything he did was wrong. But oh, you absolutely. have to feel the, like me as an empath, feeling how he felt yeah. that I should. Yes, yeah. I'm doing this wrong. I should not be out there right absolutely. now. But I'm You're absolutely so right. fucked up that yeah. I cannot stop. Yeah. Now, here's actually what shocked the shit out of me. I mean, clearly he, he had nothing to lose when he wrote his letters. Um, but... But... Um, hold on, I'm like getting my train of thought, sorry. That it really was only five people that he killed. And yeah, it could have been more. Right. Yeah. Because you. But had it shouldn't have been. No. Five. Well, no. I mean, it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never. I. Right. There's yes. like like a lot of rephrasing yeah. that you can do in that for sure. Um, and I I I kind of love this. It shouldn't have been the one. No. Right. 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 I kind of love this. Um, like two ends of the spectrum that we've done from our first episode of this mm -hmm. to this one. Like Larry Eiler, he was a unremorseful yeah. killing people along the interstate, Refused dumping their to bodies, tell them where their stealing bodies their were. shit. Yeah. Um, you know, like really machismo, um just dodging cops bullets left you know, not soaked actually. in the in the crime of it all. I mean yes. he loved what he yes. did. And then you have this individual who, yes, is a killer, but I feel like I could just not label him as cold-blooded. Correct. Yeah. It's just so fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Some of these things. Because when we think about... I think it's very natural and it's very human and it's very real because of the monstrosity of taking a life to assume that, like, this is a innate evil human being. Right. They deserve to be put down, which Freya agrees. Yeah, Freya um, agrees. So, but there's just also just like this crazy like part of it that's just like but there are some people who are just so inevitably cracked on mm. the inside that but just enough to get their kicks but still whole enough to be incredibly self-aware mm -hmm. I feel like that is more terrifying than somebody like Larry Eiler. Right, because the person who is cognizant that it's happening... Yeah, and cannot stop. Th that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Literally, what does that say about the human brain? That says nothing different to the human brain than people who are addicted to drugs. Right. Than people who have a binge eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Than people who have a shopping addiction. Than people who are hoarders. There, there is no. There's not a difference. Right. She wants her shoe back. Just give her the damn shoe. She has another one right there. Oh, she wants that one. 
She was Sorry. for both Freya. of them. Freya was, uh, she's tired. Freya's tired. Oh, girl's tired. Freya's tired. Yeah, she's used to her and Mama being in bed by now because right. we well, we're going four thirty in the morning. Right. <laughs> Not tonight, but yeah. So yeah, it's just like it's just mind blowing to me. I think this is a great intro to October and yeah. our great are you still have more? I still have stuff. Oh, no, shit. are you serious? Yes, oh shit. my god. <laughs> I was just I just didn't want to be like hey, Go for y- it. Can y'all up. shut up so no. I can finish? Nah. Say it next time. <laughs> So, leading to the, about the uh, the registry, it's uh, noted on here that Indiana Code Section 11-8-8-7 provides that sex or violent offenders must register with local law enforcement authority. Indiana Code Section 11-8-8-5, and then it's in parentheses, 18, defies a sex or violent offender to include a person convicted of murder. I was going to say, because there was nothing sexual about his. No. The, well, a couple. At the, the beginning of what it led to in his him. Early, yes. Like, early of yes. him being, yes. Because I don't remember, I mean, there might have been, but it was just never noted yeah, that everything that I looked on. Yeah, boys. Yes. Or, you know, men. But I think it was maybe a temptation because of that is why he did it. I, if there was, like, in his mind, he had, like, a flashback of me luring this boys in, me yeah. spending time with them, something's gonna happen, I gotta end it now yeah. and yeah. kill some. Yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder if he ever, um, like, identified as homosexual or, um... Yeah, I don't, I'll have to look more into that, but I don't think I saw anything that yeah. it was just him having those, but I think Urges. it also, what could have led it even more... Was him being molested? Oh, yes, hundred percent. Oh, so, hundred percent. That that's a and him and him like up. and his mom and being the way that they were, how they didn't. She basically didn't want him, and then that right. kind of led him to being wanted with Mind by issues. someone or with someone, and then with mm-hmm. him in that mind Ooh, of those of homosexual like, acts. I hate you, like a Norman I, Bates. I, I I yes. No, oh my God, Norman Bates. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. oh god, I love that show. Yeah, well, the movie, the Bates Motel. Yeah, it's no, a movie. There's, there's Psycho movies way before that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I like the show. Alfred Hitchcock. I like the show. <laughs> In the shower, <laughs> Janet Lee. <laughs> yeah, okay, I sorry. Know. Continue. So, the Indiana Code 11-8-8 was enacted in July of 2006. As of this date, there are four types of offenders. First one being sexually violent predators. Mm-hmm. Second being offenders against children. Mm-hmm. Third one is sex offenders. And the fourth one is violent offenders, persons convicted of murder or voluntary manslaughter. Wow. There are two registry terms of enrollment. There's 10 years and then life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So then last part I have on here are some journal entries. Ooh. So in two that or not two thousand oh my god sorry I looked at the wrong one in 1983 Moss wrote that he was happy to be held in the disciplinary barracks of Fort Leavensworth. He wrote, so um, "The people there thought I was crazy because I wanted to stay, mm. but I did not think I was crazy. I was happy there and I was not hurting anyone. I was scared to go back." there into the real world. I cried so much that all I wanted to do was stay there. That's heartbreaking. 
and then his uh, another journal entry. This one was uh, October thirtieth, two thousand five. So this is while he was before yeah. he he killed himself. Um, oh, we'll go over to be like almost four months before. Mm-hmm. About almost four mm-hmm. months before. Um, when that I was in, he killed himself in January. January yeah. of two thousand six. Yeah. When I got locked up in the army, and then especially when I got locked up in nineteen eighty one, which was the Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I knew I should never be let out. I didn't know how to act around other people. And I thought, um, oh, and I was never taught how to make friends Mm. and keep them. When an inmate says he doesn't want out, I hope that somebody listens. Holy fuck. This is, um, this is a process one for sure. Because it, it makes you think of... I mean, I think we all in 2023 have very differing and um, kind of indecisive thoughts about, you know, the criminal justice system. Um, But it just makes you think about the human condition so much differently. This itself was a psychological thriller, to be honest. I told you I like more of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. That kind of fucked me up. Because it's, it, it, it really, like, I am sad for this man. I mean, it, it feels like one of those um, uh, scenarios of, like, God, what is that? Not, um, not theology, but, um, like the, what is it? Sociology? No, it's like, um, the theory, like, you, like, the whole the whole thing is like it's all about a theory so like um god what is it called the human condition no like the whole situation just reminds me of like um the train car no clue what you're talking about so there's like there's this um theoretical theory like theory of like um if you like there's a you're on a train car right and you can you know it's it's going off the rails oh and you kill the one person, person or, or you kill the whole town to like it, right right so so you, which one do you choose do you kill one person to save the money or do you you know let it yeah right 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 jump off a safe shelf what is that called that whole situation what is i that? don't know if that has a name to it i took a class on it okay well great <laughs> If I, I probably it, took one out of my ego. my classes and I can't even remember. It's my shoe. Sorry. <laughs> oh, um, my slipper with the purple. Yeah. But in this instance, yes, kill the one to save the many. But it also kind of fucking irritates me that this guy just didn't off himself. You know, in the, towards the beginning it, instead right, of at the end. Right. I mean, he was what fifty four. Fifty-one. Fifty-one. You've already lived, my dude. Like you have, you have felt a thrill. You know, you just fucking end it. So so fucking insensitive. I completely understand, but it's just like, were you proving a point? Like what? What was that? There was his point. His point was I told you multiple times now and have proven thus far. That I'm mentally unstable and I do not belong in society. So was it just then 
like the final thing for him just to be like you finally listen to me now i'm gonna end my life no i think it was more of the guilt that he expressed in that in that seven page letter i'm sure that letter has gruesome details um and i'm sure this is what happened oh it was horrific what uh, yeah right man that's that's crazy um so welcome to spooky season everybody uh, I'm yeah. fucked. <laughs> and it's gonna get better because I have she has books. 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 She has she has done her research. Oh, and I has. have more on, on like my things. I have the Helter Sculpture book, which is the James yeah. uh, Charles Manson. Sorry, James. Um, I have Zodiac book. Yeah, James, I have, James Charles should actually have a uh, case study also. Probably really that too. Should. Um, I have the Ripper. Mm-hmm. So use your silly. Um, okay, we're gonna end this now because we're losing a little bit of focus. Um, and I think that our friends are here. So, um, everybody have a Until great day. Until next time, if these hoes Until decided to time. want me have on here again. Meh. Yes. Um, <laughs> I already have my next one picked out, so. Stay safe. Don't. In them streets. In them streets. Don't go near any wet cement. <laughs> Um, and keep on listening to be more aware of people who could probably murder you. And remember the fan that says free tacos on it? There's no tacos There's in no there. There's no tacos. Which sucks. Death, despair. Bye. Bye. Bye.